Hi everyone, this is Lena Taylor and you're listening to Next Level Tips. In my work as an executive coach, I have the privilege of talking to leaders at some of the biggest companies in the world. And here I want to share with you their stories, how they got started, what were some of the defining moments and the skills that helped them get to where they're now. Thanks for joining me and enjoy listening. Today I'm talking to Holly Humphrey. Holly is an award-winning marketing and communications leader who generates ideas and strategies that build brands and reputations. Holly has made the jump from corporate America working for EY, one of the biggest accounting firms in the world, to becoming an entrepreneur, starting her own company, HH Communications. And here she's sharing with us some of the lessons that she's learned along the way. I hope you enjoy the interview. Holly, I want to welcome you today to Next Level Tips. It's such an honor to be here with you. Thank you. Thrilled to be here. So Holly, you and I talk a lot about that pivot from being in the corporate world to being an entrepreneur. What has it been like for you over the last year, year and a half since you've made that transition? Uh, Well, Lena, it's been totally liberating thrilling and scary all, all at once. Um, I, I left my corporate role at EY um, in December of 2019. And I had been at EY for 13 years in you know, a variety of senior marketing and communications roles. And um, you know, I, I decided to leave and start my company in January, 2020. Um, of course, having no idea that we would be facing a pandemic in 2020, which kind of put a, another interesting um, twist on my career pivot. And it was a lot of change in one year. And, and honestly, Lena, it, it um, made me take a hard look at myself on many levels. And a year and a half later, I just feel really proud. I feel proud of the work that I've done on myself. I feel proud of the company um, that I've built with HH Communications. Um, but I'm, I'm mostly just, I'm proud that I was brave enough to make a change. And, you know, we can change. You know, people can change and people can pivot and people can move, um, you know, into a different career path, um, you know, at, at different stages of their life. And I think um, it took me maybe a little longer than it should have to, to really realize that and to, to be brave enough um, to do it. So it's been quite a year and a half. Absolutely. It takes a lot of courage to take that step out of what is the known world up until that point. I mean, talk about you were working with EY for 13 years. That seems like a lifetime, right? In our adult life being dedicated, you started a family and then to make that transition with still having young kids at home, it takes a lot of courage to take that chance on yourself. So I'm curious, you said you've learned a lot of things about yourself. So of course I have to ask, what are some of the things that you have learned? I would say I was very much on the corporate path of continuing to rise through the organization, long hours, lots of travel, had a big team doing incredibly fun, you know, energizing work, but there was, there was no room in the margins, Lena, uh, of my life. Everything was incredibly scheduled. 
you, you know, for, for a five-year period, we had um, full-time childcare. We had au pairs that lived in our home, which was a wonderful cultural exchange. They were from Italy and Poland and Czech Republic and Spain. And it was, it was a wonderful experience for our family. What also came with that is that there were sacrifices for sure around um, time with my, with my family. When the kids were younger, um, it actually was almost a bit easier to, to be traveling, knowing that we had good, good childcare. You know, as the years went by and the kids got older, my gut started and my intuition started to kind of come forward around really the desire to want to lean into the mom role, um, you know, with the same fervor that I had been leaning into, like sort of moving forward in my corporate role. Um, and so it was sort of, you know, time. The moment had moved on in terms of time for me to sort of look at life a little bit differently. And so I guess one thing that I would say has been a bit of a learning and a lesson is that, um, you know, this concept of sort of the career ladder is totally just constructed by, by ourselves. And, you know, listen, I, I was running sponsorships for EY around women's leadership. I've been to every leadership conference, <laughs> women's <laughs> leadership conference there has, there is. And I heard all of these things about, you know, maybe more of a corporate lattice versus a corporate ladder and that you can take side steps and you can, you know, kind of move up and down depending on where you are in life. But I was not on that track. I sort of only saw one path for a long time. So I think a big lesson here is that we can create our own path and we can step off this ladder, Lena, um, create, you know, our own way forward. So it's, it's, um, it's interesting how you can kind of understand these things philosophically sometimes but it can take a while for you to get to the point of actually learning the lesson and understanding it personally. So I would say that's, that's one thing I've learned. Absolutely. I hear exactly what you're saying, which is, you know, we talk a lot about authentic leadership. We talk a lot about how to tap into our purpose. And I could see how talking about these things and having conferences all over the world, being, you know, kind of in the middle of all of that change that is taking place as we speak in the corporate world, bringing that mindset into corporations and opening, opening the doors to being more authentic, opening the doors to bring more of our full selves within the organization. So to me, it makes perfect sense how you would want to live the talk. You would want to live the talk and it would 100% make you want to make that real. That is such a good way to say it, especially being in communications, um, really being the one that's putting the words out around these things. Yet I wasn't authentically living it myself. And this idea of sort of having some time in the margins is a really big one for me right now. Um, I, I worked a lot of hours and that, you know, I had a lot of flexibility in my role, but I just did not have the time. You know, there's that saying that, you know, love is spelled T-I-M-E. <laughs> and, um, and I really believe that um, where I'm directing my time now is a reflection of my priorities. 
And I'm much more mindful of that now. Um, and I maybe wish I had learned that a little bit earlier, um, but I'm really proud that I've been able to see that and experience that because I do think people get stuck and they, they don't feel like there is an alternate path um, when really it's an infinite amount of opportunity um, when you are sort of willing to, to dive off the diving board, you know, and, and take that step. Absolutely. And so you had to do it at a time when, you know, the beginning of 2020, everything is ticking along. Nobody knows what's really coming. All of a sudden the pandemic hits. And, and so you're in the midst of this major change in your life when there is a major change in the world happening at the same time. So if we could look back and you talk about, you know, how you maybe you wanted to learn that sooner. But if you were to help someone who is thinking about how to make that transition right now, what would be the steps or what would be some of the things that you can advise them as if you are, you know, mentoring yourself a year ago? What were some of the things that you wish that you had told yourself in that time? Yeah, that's a great question, Lena. Um, I would say, first of all, be kind to yourself. I think it's easy when you're deciding to make the change and right after you sort of go for it to have a lot of self-doubt, you know, and I've spoken to other, other entrepreneurs about this. I, I probably spent three months asking myself, what am I actually really good at? You know, what, what differentiates me? What, what is my special sauce? And, and it took me a while to articulate it, to feel confident in it. And a year and a half later, I feel really confident in it. So maybe, you know, that's not that long, but at the time it, it felt very kind of uncomfortable sort of sitting in that self-doubt for a while. So I would say, you know, be kind to yourself and, and lean on your, you know, all of your experience and things that you've done and, and know that you have a lot to offer. Um, I think the other is that, um, you know, it does take a little bit longer than maybe you'd like to, to feel comfortable um, when you make a change. And that's natural. That's a part of change. I think if it, you know, because it's hard, the part of it being hard helps to get to the better outcome. So, you know, it's it not, not necessarily supposed to be easy. I think the other thing is adjusting to, you know, coming from a you know, one of the largest private companies, you know, with a large team and, and all of that to being a solo entrepreneur, um, I had to think about how to, you know, really make sure that I had the pieces that I loved about my old job kind of coming through in more an entrepreneurial setting. So that's where, again, the opportunities are, are so exciting. It's kind of like, okay, well, maybe I don't have a big team, but who can I partner with on this? And you know, what other teams can I bring onto this project? Um, and, and what relationships do I want to build, you know, that, that are new relationships or existing relationships that can kind of form in new ways. So I think there's a lot there. Another thing is that you can't hide as an entrepreneur. I mean, Lena, you know this so well, you can't hide. You could be really good at what you do, but if you're not willing to put yourself out there, it's not going to work. You have to be willing to put yourself out there. And listen, I spent my whole career in marketing and communications, but it was still very uncomfortable to make that change to marketing myself. Um, I'm still working on it. And um, I think, you know, that's a, that's a big lesson that you have to remind yourself, like, 
get out there, you know, post on LinkedIn and use your network and meet new people. And um, it's just a part of being an entrepreneur, as you know very well. It's really interesting. You bring up a good point because you are phenomenal at what you do and you've done it so well for so many years and being able to put out a brand message that can really resonate with people, get in touch with exactly what it is that they can relate to. And yet you said it, it's so hard to do it when it comes to ourselves. So I'm curious, what were some of the things that really helped you step out from that uncomfortable space or, you know, plow through it because sometimes that's, I, you know, I also heard you say, you know, you just have to, just because something's hard doesn't mean you skirt around. You have to go through it. You have to go through those. So I'm curious if you were, let's say, advising yourself uh, and, and you take a time warp and you go a year ago or a year and a half ago when you started this process, what are some of the things that you would tell yourself? I think it comes back to um, your personal purpose. And um, certainly this is how I advise my clients, both at a personal level, but also at an organizational level. It all comes back to why. Why do you have your company? Why are you doing what you do? What is it that you're ultimately trying to achieve? And for me, it really is about making a positive impact. Um, and, and so when I'm rooted in that and, and understanding my spin on that, which is how to help and, you know, an, a company to present a platform that makes a difference in the world, um, I'm much more comfortable speaking about my expertise and more comfortable speaking about what I have to offer because it's authentically coming from a place of trying to make a positive impact, of trying to help people. Um, and I think that's ultimately what great marketing is about. Um, it's, it's coming from a place of, of trying to provide something helpful to the world. Um, so I think that's a big part of getting comfortable, Lena, is that motivation behind why you're putting yourself out there. I've certainly been the beneficiary of your work uh, because I reached out to you when I was getting ready to put out my message into the world with all the work that I have done. And it was immensely helpful to me to have that almost a third person perspective that you as a communications master, I would call you, would, would be able to bring into my world. So let's say I'm thinking about how do I say this? How do I connect these two ideas? having you sort of be the coach next to me, wanting to see what is that highest message that I'm trying to communicate was immensely helpful to me. So I think, you know, reaching out, like you said, we, we saw each other's work on LinkedIn. I reached out to you, invited you to, hey, look at these messages, you know, how can I say this better? And, and that was very, very helpful. So I think being brave enough to reach out, to know that, hey, you don't have to have it all together. Reach out to someone who can really help you along the way. Yeah. And, and the other thing I would say about that, Lena, um, you're such a good example. One fundamental sort of um, value that I have at HH Communications is the power of personal storytelling. I believe so strongly in connecting your personal story and your personal narrative to, you know, to what you offer. 
that is how people connect with you, uh, you know, at, at the human to human level, you know, you transcend differences and you connect at the human level. It's, it's something I try to bring through everything I do at HH Communications because it's a core value of mine as well. You know, how do we get to that level of connection and relationship with each other? So you being able to articulate your personal story and then connect it to the offering, uh, you know, to how much wonderful um, advice you're able to provide to people um, through your own story and your, you know, your leadership framework and all of that. It has to, it has to get personal. Mm-hmm. It does. So I'm glad, you know, I'm glad that you saw that as well. Absolutely. I, I think I heard a saying once it's your story is your leadership story. I 100% believe that. um, And I'm getting much more comfortable in that, you know, as time goes by. So who are some of the people that you have been working with with HH Communications or people that would benefit from from the kind of purpose-driven work that you do? Well, it's interesting because um, I think it goes back to um, why I wanted to go out on my own and start start the company. I've always been focused on social impact. I'm incredibly passionate about diversity, equity, and inclusion. You know, we're in this really interesting moment in the world, you know, in terms of how the working world is changing, hybrid working, you know, all of this. Nonlinear career paths are becoming a really big trend. People want to chart their own, their own paths. You've got all these trends going on in the workforce. Then you have these things going on, like, you know, the the racial reckoning, the murder of George Floyd, you know, that that's going on. You've got the pandemic going on there. There is so much happening and we need strong leaders. We need strong organizations that are stepping forward and using their platforms to, you know, for social change. We need leaders who are motivating and inspiring up and coming leaders. There's so many pieces to this, um, but it kind of, it comes down to being focused on supporting organizations that are values driven and that are really wanting to make a positive impact in the world. Um, You know, whether that's, you know, the climate crisis or, you know, this kind of more focus on inclusive leadership, any organization that plays in that space is right in my sweet spot. Um, you know, I also, you know, I went back to school when I when I left EY. I'm just finishing up a, an executive certificate in social impact strategy. Um, it's been, I mean, just incredible to be in that learning environment at University of Pennsylvania. It's it's just been like ideas everywhere that get me so excited. I also joined a nonprofit board. Um, I've done a lot more volunteering. These are all things, Lena, that I had said I wanted to do for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And, and there was actually, you know, a lot of messaging, much of it coming from my team, around how you could do that, you know, at our at, at a large organization like a corporate, a corporate role like I was in. But again, there was no room in the margins. There was just no time because I was so focused on sort of the driving forward on the deliverables of the day and, you know, the things that had to be done. So um, when I think about, you know, projects that I'm doing now, I'm working for 
big B2B companies, you know, all the way to the gamut of smaller um, local nonprofits. And it's the common theme is, you know, what impact can can they make? What can I bring to the table? Um, Super focused on kind of the interesting partnerships that can happen, public-private sector partnerships, um, and then leadership, you know, like even just defining leadership I think, and sort of rolling that out within organizations right now is so important. And one of the things that I'm hearing in what you're describing is how our world cannot be siloed anymore, right? We have to bring our whole selves to what we do every single day. Because if we keep thinking that, yeah, I'll have time to join that board I'll have time to do this social impact work that's really near and dear to my heart, but I have this really urgent project that I have to get out right now. If we keep thinking that, what happens, right? We wake up 20 years later and we go, wait a minute, what just happened? The same thing with, you know, what we're missing with our kids. And you go to their high school graduation and go like, wait a minute, what happened to middle school graduation and all these other things? So what I'm hearing in your words is just sort of bringing our whole selves each and every single day. And I think that is a huge part of the mental health puzzle that now we're facing as a result of all these separations. But at the same time, our world has been kind of forced to recognize that we are all connected. Everything that we do is all connected. It's not siloed, far from that. So what would you say in terms of that mental health initiative and, and just bring our whole, our whole selves to what we do every day? First of all, Lena, we need people like you. We need coaches to help us through this because this is hard. This is really hard. So when I look back and think about the being proud of the work that I've done on myself, I was listening daily to podcasts on, you know, Brene Brown or Adam Grant or, you know, leadership gurus who I was just trying to kind of distill coaching advice for myself on how to, you know, make this transition to be more mindful, to be more focused on well-being. But we really sometimes just need someone to come alongside us and, and help us through a transition moment. Um, I feel like I'm such a work in progress. And, and I will continue to be a work in progress. But I think if we're in the mode of learning and listening and wanting to improve ourselves, we can improve. You know, that was back to what I was saying in the beginning. We can change. And that's exciting. And that's motivating and inspiring. You know, I think just on the kind of working mom front for a moment, um, because you and I have so much in common in, in that way, I do think that you have to listen to your, you know, just listen to yourself and your intuition around what feels right. Are you, are you leaning into, you know, the right things in your personal life versus your work life? And have you made enough space? And are you just, are you asking yourself those those questions or are you just rolling forward with the way you've always done it? So I I guess I would just say on, on the sort of work-life balance piece, You have to be every day asking yourself, is my time being put towards the things I want to prioritize? Right. And it takes, it takes knowing your values. It takes knowing yourself. It takes doing that hard work that, you know, just diving inward 
And a lot of times it's that those murky waters that, you know, you can't really see very clearly, but, but once you start asking yourself those questions, right, that's when the clarity comes into place. And that's when your values can help you make the best decisions that will take you to where, to where you want to be. Right. That's, that's exactly what we're talking about. The, the other quick thing I was going to share on the mental health piece, I guess, is just a quote, um, you've, you've probably heard it. I think it was Seth Godin. Instead of wondering when your next vacation is, we should set up a life where, where, that we don't need to escape from. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Absolutely. I spent years in that mode, Lena, trying to get to the next vacation to get you know a week off, but then I'd still kind of work through the vacation and take calls and... Um, I'm, I'm really proud of some of the ways that I've changed that behavior because you, you definitely, you, you start to think your value comes from being the one who's on call and can, you know, can be there at, at the, at any second. But I think that's, that takes a real toll on your mental health. Absolutely. I remember working in the corporate world. One of the things that took me kind of a back was the whole sentiment of, you know, is it Friday yet? Like we all had that same mentalities. Is that, is it Friday yet? I can't wait. And when I looked at it from, you know, at the time I was what, 21, looking at my whole life, having a lot of enthusiasm and desire to really realize myself. And I thought, is this all I have to look forward to for the rest of my life? It was one of my main motivators to jump out of that role and pursue you know, playing beach volleyball, qualifying for the Olympics, all of these different things. But what I'm hearing you say is also creating that life where we don't feel that we need to escape, that we feel that we're actually, we can't wait to wake up and start, start doing And, and loving what you do. I mean, I did love what I did for many, many years in, in a more corporate environment, but I love being in the driver's seat, you know, really being in the driver's seat. Lena, I mean, you, you, you got to that quicker than I did, but I, I, I think it was just, it took time and maybe looking back, kind of giving advice to others. It does take a little time sometimes to get to that point of now I know I need to make a change. Um, but if we can shorten that time frame a little bit, I think we're all a little bit better off. Well, hey, you know, it's interesting because coming from, coming from the world of um, being completely immersed into child upbringing, right, into raising my kids, it's the same kind of imbalances that we are on this end of the spectrum as you talk about being completely immersed into the corporate world. And I know that there are so many moms that gave up their careers, jumped into raising kids for so long, and you can lose yourself in that world as well. So I think the lesson here is how do we find the balance in both and not to feel the the, the thing that I struggled with was feeling guilty. If I'm taking time to do work and what are my kids doing now? You know, my husband and I had a really hard time with Oh, who's taking care of our kids? And if I'm not there 24 seven, but you know, you come to a place where you're just pulling your hair out because you feel you, you realize there is more that you want to give in a, and you want to realize yourself in, in different ways too. So I think both ends of the spectrum are absolutely have both ends of the spectrum have very similar issues, many of which are rooted in mom guilt. (laughs) Uh, You know, I mean, one quick story for you on this is that I had, I mean, if I kind of think about my career trajectory, a lot of it is influenced by my own mother. You know, I grew up with a working mom 
who got a PhD in, by waking up at 4 a.m. and doing her work while her little ones were asleep, writing books. She became an entrepreneur. I always saw her hustling, you know, and I always felt that she did um, prioritize us um, in the midst of a very Im important career. I always say there's, you know, the commercial, like, there's strong and then there's army strong. It was like, there's strong and then there's Doris Humphrey strong, my mom. She was just, just so strong. And that was my model. What I would say, though, is that, and she would say this now, too, um, she she was constantly rushed and harried, running from one thing to the next. And so I replicated that for years and years and years, what I you know, saw. And I, I do feel that it's been very healthy to say there is another way. Mm. There is another way um, to do this and, and have a, a more holistic view of work and life. So it's just interesting the way I grew up with that and how that influenced me. And I think that there is a total sort of similar opposite way if you sort of grow up, um, you know, with a mom who, with which many people did, right, who, who didn't work at all. Right, right. It's, it's just, you know, it brings so many things into the right perspective. And to think about not really wanting to do it all on all the fronts. And it really comes back to what you said at the beginning, being kind to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, the, that thing about, you know, you can have it all, but you can't have it all at the same time. I, I definitely believe that there are chapters of life and there are choices that we make and we, we need to be very mindful of those choices or we'll just, like you said, wake up 20 years later. <laughs> and you know, with that saying, I always had a hard time understanding that saying, well, you can't have it all. You can't have it all. And finally, I came to the conclusion that the most important part of that equation is how do we define all? How do we define yes. it? How do we define it? So making your own definition of what, what is your all? What is your Absolutely. all? What does all mean to you? Oh my goodness. I agree. There's this um, pie chart that's been going around. I've been seeing it. And it was sort of said like the traditional definition of success is like job title and salary. And then it's like, but a much better one is, you know, free time and, uh, you know, leisure and health. And, you know, those are the all, right? Exactly. Th those should be the all. Exactly. Um, yeah. Well, thank you for joining me today, Holly. It's been such a pleasure talking to you. I'm looking forward to more. I'm looking forward to maybe having a conversation with you about how do we help women, especially in those transitions. So thank you for joining me today. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Thank you. It was an honor, Lena. Speak to you soon. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Next Level Tips. And please remember to like and subscribe so you can get more episodes. If you need more information, please visit lenataylor.com and join me when I talk to leaders in science, business, and elite sports. Thank you and have a great day.